Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the download weekly gaming news or the DL or the download, whatever the fuck. My name is Jameson. And my name is Brenna. And you're back with the greatest gaming news show ever. If you want to be a true believer and join our cult or Discord community, just uh, send us a message on uh, social media and we'll add you. And uh, continue to share the show with your friends, your family, random strangers on the internet. Help us grow. Uh, more announcements and news at the end of the episode, particularly about uh, website updates. So stay tuned for that. Side note, Jamie almost broke our website. I did break our website temporarily. I fixed it, though. So I'm pretty sure I tweeted that or I typed it somewhere. Oh, I posted a Patreon update talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So first up. What happened to gaming last week? Ninja says it's not just a game. Our least favorite person ever uh, tweeted out this week. The phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. You are okay with what happened, losing, imperf- losing imperfection of a craft. Man, he needs to work on his English. When you stop getting angry with after losing, you've lost twice. There's always something to learn and there's always room for improvement. Never settle. So this this comment came from uh, was in response to an outburst he made on his stream after he got him and his squad mates got killed by a couple stream snipers. Uh, He said, if anyone ever uses the excuse, one of his buddies suggested he shouldn't get upset, say that it was just a game. And he said, if anyone ever uses the excuse it's just a game, I'm going to lose my mind. Imagine telling LeBron James, Tom Brady, that that when they're pissed off after losing a game, that it's just a game. Are you kidding me? You're so stupid. It's the competitive nature, bro. It's about respect, bro. It's about pride. It's so much bigger than a fucking video game. And anyone that ever uses the excuse it's just a game is a horrible human being and is lazy. You're a lazy human being. Let's let's start unpacking all this bullshit because there's a lot to it. First of all, how fucking dare you compare yourself to these elite <laughs> athletes? Like, let's let's go ahead and start there. And Ninja, is he even on like a fucking team? No. You're not even on an esports team, then he's not even one of the best. He's not even one of the best Fortnite players. Right. The last time he played competitively, he was maybe top fifty. Didn't even make it into like the the top ten. Then you are not an esports athlete. So so there, go fuck yourself. And also, this is a practice game. So yeah. People would say, don't worry, it's just a game. If you were in a tournament, like a professional video game player, then it wouldn't just be a game. And neither would it be for like a professional athlete. But or if you're you- in off season and you're practicing and you're having a scrimmage, then yeah, it's just a fucking game. Uh, he did say later in the stream that, uh, and everyone thinks I'm being serious right now. This is like 90% a joke and 10% serious. Uh, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that too. He probably just saw all the uh, backlash that he was getting. And like what? It sounds like he's got serious angry issues. Oh, yeah. Like that. That was pretty aggressive for something that's so small. Or that's supposed to be a joke. Right. And uh, it's just a game, bro. Come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ninja. It's just a game, bro. And it's like. The whole like origin of the word, uh, the the phrase, it's just a game, is what people say when someone gets like tilted, like they're out of control. And that's like what people do in response, like, bro, you need to like, 
settle down. Like you can be upset that you lost a game, and whatnot, but like people when they're raging and that kind of stuff, that it's just a game where they're trolling or they're that kind of stuff. That's like the the response. So, oh goodness, it's just wow, 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 wow. I can't, I can't even this human being. There's like all these response tweets and they're just go ahead and read some. All right. So there's there's some people that um you know, took this and like you know, disliked it like, you know, like uh, I can't like form my thoughts right now. I can tell. I know. So uh, one person said, as, as someone who educates people on how to play fighting games for a living, this is one of the most insanely bad pieces of advice I have ever seen. Getting mad when you lost instead of focusing and understanding why you lost is baffling and it's shameful. So it's shameful someone so famous wrote this. I mean, that's usually the mark of a true athlete, that when they lose, they can keep themselves calm, cool, and collected, and they're focused on what's ahead. Well, I mean, yeah, if you lose, there's a reason for it. So figure out what that is. Be better at it. Change it. Get and move on. Uh, another comment was, and here we have a grown man trying to justify why it's okay for him to get angry at a ch child's game. Fortnite is marketed to 13-year-olds, so there is that part as well. And then there's also some people that uh, agreed with this statement. Uh... One of them being a uh, player for CLG, which is a competitive esports team. And he said, whoever is taking this in a negative way doesn't have a healthy competitive drive. Taking losing and turning that into a positive grind is what greatness is made from. You shouldn't ever be okay with losing. Okay, I, that's not actually healthy. Well, that and like his second part of the comment is completely unrelated to what Ninja was talking about. Ninja was saying you should be mad that you lost, and this guy is saying that you should turn it into something positive. He agreed with Ninja, and then he said the complete opposite of Ninja. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if he, like, understood either. Uh, someone said, people are just nitpicking his words, but anyone who actually tries to get better at a game understands full well what he means. His competitive drive is always to improve, whether angry, upset, disappointed in your play is okay, you can improve and get better even in those mindsets. I like, hate ninja fanboys, like I swear. You cannot get better if you're angry and upset because the angry and upset blinds you. Dumbasses. <laughs> There's a lot of dumbassery going on right now. And then some people just trolled. Trolled. I ran away from home once because my mom threw out my PlayStation after I launched my controller at my grandma and knocked her unconscious for three hours because I got world starred in a Call of Duty game. These people just don't understand us, Ninja. Another one. When I'm told it's just spaghetti after losing them to the floor, I have to go punch another hole in my drywall. I can't lose my spaghetti and also lose my pride. The hole in the wall is to remind me that there's always something to learn. There's always room for improvement. Never settle. Oh, fantastic. And then the last one. Um, the phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. It's Animal Crossing. It's way more than a game. There's always something to learn and always room for improvement. Never settle. Someone responds to that, me playing Nintendogs. Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. What does this world come to? I know. I know. Between Ninja and this coronavirus bullshit, what has the world come to? I really don't know. But so PAX East is coming up. It's going to be in Boston. But uh, I'm it appears sure it was that... this weekend. Oh, was it this weekend? Either this weekend or next weekend. PAX mm -hmm. East. At any rate, Sony next is weekend. not. Yeah, next weekend, Sony will not be attending. Uh, they say that they are not going to be there because of a breakout of coronavirus. So their plans to be there uh, included presenting the first playable public demo for The Last of Us Part Two. That would have been absolutely amazing. Who knows what they're going to do or where they're going to actually unveil that. And they also were going to bring. Um, uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR 
uh, Neo 2, Doom Eternal, Spelunky 2, and a few other ones, but I really would have looked forward to seeing some gameplay from The Last of Us 2. That would have been cool, but I don't think they are going to show gameplay. I think they're just going to release the game. It doesn't look like it now because they're probably, you know, waiting for a big convention or something like that with the big platform. But other companies like Overwatch uh, announced that they are going to, you know, have been affected by something like this. And they're going to relocate their Chinese teams to South Korea. Uh, Nintendo has also spoken out about this coronavirus type thing and said that they will not be... um, or that the shipments going to Japan or in Japan going out about Animal Crossing New Horizons are going to be delayed. Oh, well, I guess. This is ridiculous. Like, I get that coronavirus is in the same family as SARS, but it's not like... like uh, people that. have died. People die from the flu. People yeah, die from the Yeah, but this colds. is new. This is new. It's... It's basically the flu, though. Like, if you looked up the symptoms and what you get. The symptoms can be similar, but it's how viruses work. Anyway, so I but still like to cancel your appearance at PAX East over this is just so dumb. Well, and it's also not like, you know, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. So why just picking a random PAX East Boston? I don't know if there's any breakouts there, but even if there was, maybe a large crowd of people and they don't want to deal with the possibilities, but either way. It's just all of it is so, so dumb. Your internet's being a little fucky right now. Maybe it's mine. Uh, it's mine as well. Okay. Um, GameStop is uh placing some undue pressure on their employees uh, <clears throat> as they are desperate to try and boost sales so they suffered a massive loss of revenue at the end of last year their uh during their most recent quarterly report their revenue was down super low and uh one manager of the company says that uh, GameStop is frantic and distressful. Distressful. You can feel it in every message they send. The structure is falling apart, and they are scrambling. Ugh. That doesn't sound well. Even you know their plans to become more of like a pop culture sort of company doesn't seem like it's going very well. Well, and they they plan to close two hundred. They closed two hundred stores last year in an effort to try and like improve. And so they're trying to like rebuild and redesign the stores. And I just, it's, it's going to take like time. I was going to say, it's not happening fast enough. Yeah. And I feel like with GameStop, it was a little bit too late for them to start. Like, you know, it's like, it's like they've gotten to the point where like, oh, you know, we've been bleeding for a while now, but now that the wound's infected and we're going to lose the arm, we need to save the arm. It's like, you know, it's a little little too late. You already got, you know. Yeah, and it's not like they don't have a decent amount of money. Like, they should have just put open one of these stores right freaking now. Like, you can get some contractors. It might cost a lot, but pick a very busy location in a major, major city do a big launch, hurry the hell up, get it going. I don't know why they're taking so long. Well, and they also never, they never embraced the digital, digital market. <laughs> Your cat's ridiculous. Yeah, sorry if you guys hear a little squeaking in the background of my mic. It is the kitty. It's just they never embraced like the shift towards digital storefronts. Like GameStop easily could have made themselves like a digital presence by, you know, a website or a launcher or just anything like Humble Bundle or whatever, where they sell digital keys online, you know, and if they just mapped some of the sales that people did, they would be fine. But uh, they uh, they refuse to make any effort. So much to their dismay, they are uh, not doing that good. I'm sad because that was a fun experience. Going to the like going to GameStop, 
getting to pick out a new video game. I get to stand there and stare at everything and spend as much time as I want. Like, you know, reading titles, just seeing what's new. It was always so much fun for me. Well, now I just even feel uncomfortable when I go to GameStop. Like just the environment and the store, the stores are not well kept. You know, they're pretty dingy and ugly looking now. And maybe that's just now that we're older, you know, they've lost their their allure like when we were younger. But yeah, they're just not. They're just not nice places anymore. Uh, I think the only time I go to GameStop is when I have to sell electronics because they're one of the few people that will give you cash for your electronics. But that's it for the big stories of what happened last week. Uh, some news you might have missed, though. <clears throat> Speaking of digital currencies, uh, the IRS wants to start taxing them, specifically things like V-Bucks. And uh, they recently removed this from their website. But it was something that they, I guess, were trying to implement. But then they like, no, we'll back off this. Um... So they were saying like their website a little while back stated that V-Bucks from Fortnite and Robux from Roblox uh, as digital currencies could be subject to tax consequences. So the way it normally works is when you buy currency or you exchange currency, you know, there's a tax on it, just like trading stocks or anything like that. And most of the time it's usually deducted, but um these taxes are usually charged on things like Bitcoin and foreign currency and all that other kind of stuff. And to me, like gaming currencies just don't fit like the same. Uh, Every word you're saying about this entire thing is causing me to shake my head. It's it's so cancerous because V-Bucks are disgusting because you purchase them to purchase, you know, things inside the game and for some games like you know it's a big problem being able well, to purchase like loot boxes so and whatnot many games have their own currency blizzard has their own currency cod has their own currency steam you can and purchase the problem store. with this like you know purchasing things purchase to play type stuff and it's just gross that now the irs wants in on this disgusting sort of not fad i guess it is a fad because it's more new but well, they've they've backed off of it for now. They're trying to they're trying to they're going to take time a little bit more time to do some more research and evaluate things. This cat totally controls you. Maybe. Uh, they're going to take more time to figure it all out, but uh, it's just it doesn't make any sense to me, you know, because I'm not buying like anything. I, I'm like the money goes towards digital items. Buying not, zeros and ones. Yeah, I'm not like getting I'm not getting anything for it. You know? It's just yeah. So it, it's honestly just the government trying to make more money off of something. Uh Epic though at one point had to weigh in and they said that V Bucks should be exempt from the definition of virtual currency and thus taxation because they can't be traded between players or cashed out. Um, I mean... That's a decent point, but... Not really. Plenty of players <laughs> do do similar things where they'll, like... Uh, a big thing is, you know, selling game accounts where people will level up account, they'll fill it with V-Bucks, and they'll sell it to someone else for for money or stuff like that. So, I mean, it's... It technically can't and you know your account's more valuable the more you know skins you have and the more characters and things you have unlocked too that you purchase with v bucks so again that makes it more more valuable technically i could go to gamestop and buy a v bucks card and trade it to a player why do you let her in your lap you can't give me that look you let that happen it's really not an option do you want to see what happens when i don't Yes, I really do. Lots of squeaking and screaming and pawing at me. Then you put her outside the door. Then she scratches at the door. Teacher and meows lesson. viciously. She reaches underneath. This cat will reach underneath my door and you're the stopper that makes that thunking noise. <laughs> she will repetitively pull on it and make thunking noise and open the damn door. 
that's funny um but yeah so you know as an accountant as well i think it's i think it's a stretch for the irs and if anything it shouldn't the players shouldn't have to pay the tax the companies should have to pay the tax epic should pay the taxes on v buck purchases and all that kind of stuff which they probably they should be doing because it's revenue but uh yeah the players shouldn't be dealing with this so speaking of epic games though uh there was an issue recently with oh no go away there's an issue recently with steam's uh google search result that for like almost a day when you searched steam like the store on google the description you know how like a website will say like oh you know this is like you know steam games you know you can buy and play games here like that so for a while, for almost a day the description read fuck epic games store <laughs> until uh valve could got it taken down and changed so apparently what happened was when they uh metro exodus finally got added to steam sometimes so i guess somehow the way that it auto sets the description it pulled one of the top reviews for metro exodus as the description for the steam store because it was what was most popular people were viewing it like viewing the game and reading the review and marking the review as helpful and that kind of stuff or funny and so it pulled that and it was just it was written in all capitals too and it had one of the you know the lines like with the dashes and the the slashes and it made a middle finger as well all of this is so glorious it really is fuck epic games also fuck activision they're being super weird lately i mean not that they aren't always weird but uh they have subpoenaed reddit subpoenaed reddit to identify the call of duty warzone leaker that leaked the video of uh, you know the upcoming game which was again it was their like mess up like there was a glitch in their code and in their game files that caused it to appear and that's how this person found it and they even got hit the YouTube video of him of the person that found it posted showing it like just it was it also is the icon on like the store like the main page of Call of Duty. They even got the YouTube video taken down citing copyright claims. I could see copyright, but subpoenaing for I mean what? It's not like this person broke any laws. You fucked up. They definitely didn't break any copyright laws, though. I mean, they're just posting game footage. And the thing is, it's not like they like went into the code, or I don't know, did they? Not that I saw. It I mean, if like they didn't go code. into the code and try and extract something, that might be illegal, but... You know, if they messed up and left something open... But there's so many people that do that anyway with games, is they're always going through looking for new codes like artwork. But that's just, how is that a copyright claim? It's in your game files that you're, eh, eh. it's a weird version of law. The YouTube video thing, I definitely don't see that as a copyright infringement. Um, but yeah, they're trying to subpoena Reddit to get uh, the user's info. So they could, I guess, sue him for copyright infringement. I don't know. It's just whether or not this goes anywhere is entirely issue. Uh, it's itself. so stupid. In addition to all that, one of our listeners sent me an article over the weekend on um, Twitter saying that Activision Blizzard uh, games are being taken off of GeForce Now. And so in a statement um, from NVIDIA, they said, as we take GeForce now to the next step in its evolution, we work with publishers to onboard a robust catalog of your PC games. This means continually adding new games and on occasion having to remove games. 
similar to other digital service providers. Per their request, please be advised Activision Blizzard games will be removed from the service. While unfortunate, we hope to work together with Activision Blizzard to re-enable these games and more in the future. In addition to the hundreds of games currently supported, we have over 1,500 games that developers have asked to be onboarded to the service. Look for weekly updates, updates as to new games we are adding. 1,500? Jesus. Yes, and Google Stadia is having trouble reaching 120. They're going to do it in six months. No, they said they were going to do 10 in six months, but they're supposed to have 120 by the end of this year. Meanwhile, NVIDIA has over 100 already. I don't know the exact number, so I'll, I'll ballpark it low. Over 100 already, with over 1,000 more coming soon. And games being added weekly? Like, come on. Also, I don't know why Activision Blizzard decided that they were just going to pull all their games. I have no idea either. One of the more popular games that people play on GeForce now is Overwatch. So, it's weird. I don't know why. Maybe they're gearing up to have an exclusivity deal with some other streaming service. Google Stadia? Maybe? I hope to God not. I could see Activision doing it if Google Stadia I could too. a boatload of money. Because Activision's a very greedy corporation. We've already so figured dumb. that out. But I mean... Google Stadia... Hold on, you, you cut out. You're going to give advice on what? I said, if I was giving advice, you know, uh, for a business, it would be to do absolutely nothing with Google Stadia besides bash it. They are just, it's terrible. There is no helping them. None at all. You know, it's not terrible. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater actually had a documentary come out. Around 2017, they started doing this. It is called Pretending I'm a Superman. And so it was made by one of the former producers of the video game series. And uh, it premieres in about a week. So in California, uh, Mammoth Festival Films. So if you're near the mountains and you want to see something cool like this, then go ahead and buy. The film says that it tracks how, you know, the broader skateboarding industry and how it was in the Your 90s. cat is eating something behind you. It's a toy. We're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, if that's a mouse that it found, you're about to yeah. lose your shit. Yeah, I really was. I was like, what the hell are you eating? Well, wasn't your cat if playing with a cockroach? Yeah, and it crawled like underneath their toy thing. And so, and then another cat went on the other side and they were both like tag teaming the ends of this. And that was, I didn't want to think about it. It was gross. Interesting. Yeah. But back to the film. So it kind of... It's more of like a skateboarding in the 90s type of a film and uh, how the Tony Hawk kind of highlighted that and made, you know, the sport a little bit more mainstream. And I, I agree that that's true. You know, skateboarding was like an outcast type of a thing. And then, you know, Tony Hawk became really cool and the X Games became really cool and the video games sold really well. And it was less main or less, uh, you know, for the hoodlums. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, there are in-depth reviews with Tony Hawk in the film. There are also hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. It's being it's being super fucky right now. This is why we don't do video podcasts, and why I'm so behind on uploading things is because we can't even fucking get the internet to work. I, I think my internet's good now. Go ahead. I think it's probably. I think it's actually mine, to be completely honest. Both of ours. So. Yeah. Uh, but Tony Hawk for our Nate Mullen, Steve Cabrillo, uh, and Chad. All of these people 
Uh, we're also in series, you know, um, is it Tony Hawk's 2006, all the way up to Project 8. Man, there was a lot, it was a long series and it was great until the last few. Um, like Tony Hawk's Ride did not, was not a fan of. Do you remember that game, Jamie? Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Yeah, you had that skateboard that you had to stand on and move around. It was interesting. That was like the the times when the, oh God, what is it called? The little platform that, was it Wii had or was it Xbox? Oh, it was Wii. It was the, the Wii Fit like thing. Yeah, the Wii Fit thing. It, I think they kind of try to follow something similar to that. It was just... Not good. But yeah, it's cool that they have this little documentary. Hopefully it'll be online somewhere so I can watch it because I'd love to see that. And just to just to reiterate, just because of the the Internet issues uh, after the airing of the documentary, they will be having in-depth interviews with Tony Hawk uh, and then Rodney Mullen and the creators of the game, uh, Steve Cabrero, Chad Muska, and they've all co-starred in the series or helped to make it so. It should be uh, very cool, very fun. Upcoming game releases. Last week, we had Drone Champion Leagues, the game. Fortnite Chapter 2, Season 2. Bullshit. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, RE Mine DLC. Two Point Hospital for console. And uh, supposedly this coming week, we're supposed to get Code Vein DLC. Uh, we'll see. And then in the 1st of March, we have the Division 2 Warlords of New York expansion coming. Now, for our newest segment, since these episodes are running a little bit shorter now as we kind of get our shit together, we're going to just kind of, uh, we just kind of like free talk. I don't know what we're going to call this section yet. I like chat room. Chat room? Okay. Although it is a little like... Being from the internet and from the internet like a while ago, chat room sounds a little iffy to me, but that's fine. We're not pedophiles, Brenna. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> so many jokes to be made, but um, this topic in chat room today is something I look for in a video game because I'm very drawn to art styles and they kind of dictate my first impression on a game and Oftentimes, when I see an art style that I don't necessarily like, which is cartoony, I don't really like cartoony type style games. Um, so I have never really got in into sort of art style in the series. Um, you know, how's my internet? <laughs> it's just, <sighs> yeah. It just it goes out just enough. Like I. It's it's retarded is what it is. Fantastic. Most of it's probably um, Discord too, and not our necessarily our internet, but yeah, it's it's dumb. Fun stuff. So, um my my kind of question or discussion I wanna know about, you know, is there any sort of art style that you know you are drawn to in cinema and in video games that kind of changes your opinion and then you know if there's any games out there that you didn't think that you were going to like because of the art style and you actually ended up liking go ahead and tell me those as well okay uh well since it's your topic give me an idea of what we're working with here so you know answer your question first well f okay uh so things that i do like like i said more realistic type video games um yeah, I gave a description saying I didn't like uh, Final Fantasy just because the the style is a little bit too anime. I didn't even really like Sims Four because the fact that it went such like a cartoon route. Sims Three, uh, it is one of my favorites, though so it's a little bit more clunky, just because you know it was more realistic to uh, real life. I don't know if there's really any games. I was trying to think of games that I have played that aren't, you know, sort of realism based that I liked. But I don't think I've played any cartoony games. I mean, I played Cuphead and that was okay. And uh, 
Let's see, what else? Uh, Two Point Hospital, I absolutely love. And Farm Together, I absolutely love. But then again, those aren't, they're not really, you know, RPG styles that you are immersed in. It's more about the gameplay style. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I kind of see what you're going with. I mean, when it comes to, like, movies and TV, I'm obviously all over the place, like, I'll watch just about anything. I obviously watch anime and other cartoons, but what's up? No, continue. Continue. Okay. Well, you gave me like the. I, I thought about interjecting, but I'm going to let you go. And then I'll talk about my cinema related stuff because okay. I only went over video games. Well, then when it comes to movies, you know, I'm I will obviously watch all types of movies. Uh, the biggest thing is I want like I don't mind movies that have a lot of CGI but I don't want it to feel like, like if you're gonna do CGI, you need to do CGI well. Like I don't wanna look at something that's CGI and be like, man, this doesn't feel, like this takes me out of the movie. Especially if it's, if it's with live action actors, you know? So you gotta, you gotta find that balance. And as far as video games go, I don't know. I've played all sorts of video games. I don't mind pixel art games, but uh, for me, it's more about like, not necessarily the look, but the it's a multitude of things. So like, game has to look good. Doesn't really matter what it looks like, doesn't really matter the art style, but whatever it does, it has to do it well. And then it's gotta feel good, you know, playing. It's gotta feel fluid and complete, uh, fun. And then it's gotta like grab me. Because if games don't grab me, I'm really quick to move on. Even with games that kind of do grab my attention, I'm still pretty quick to move on to a different game or to a game that I like play repetitively. Um, and we'll probably talk about at some point what current games we're playing. So I'm trying to think games that surprised me. Hmm. I don't know. I almost need to have my Steam library open. I uh, actually why? opened my Steam library to see, and I had literally no games that were cartoon style, except for a two-point hospital. But both of those games surprised you. Uh, you know, Farm Together would normally not be my cup of tea. It's, you know, it's very goofy and simplistic, and it's farming, but I pulled the trigger on that and oh my god has it been like one of the best games I've played like recently. Uh, we haven't been playing it as much lately. Best game of 2019, right? Probably, yeah. We haven't been playing it as much recently because we have so many other games in our rotation, but it's still there. We still get back to it. Uh, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. But I usually go for more of the hardcore games. I like, you know, uh, but I, I also like RTSs. So, I, but mostly I go to for the hardcore shooters, you know, Siege, Tarkov, Daisy, Arma 2, Arma 3, all that jazz. But again, I'm all over the place. Like just an hour ago, I was playing Dirt Rally 2.0 for the first time and loving that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of my games end up being first person shooters just because it's easy to kind of jump in and play. But, you know, more recently I got, uh, obviously I've been playing, um, Two Point Hospital, which is more of like a creator god game, which I love those games as well. And recently I got Planet Zoo and holy F. It's a lot. Of, it's good fun right now. I'm still getting into it, but the level of customization is absolutely unreal. And the controls to, you know, to get everything to fit correctly, it takes a second. But once you start figuring out how to move efficiently through the game, I was like, I was cussing for joy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're fucking cooking now. Look at this bitch. And I'm just like, place here, move here, place, rotate. Oh, fuck, look at me. It, it was very rewarding. But going back to cinema, I guess I am very stubborn when it comes to this stuff. And I didn't realize it until recently. I don't really care for anything besides, you know, cinema related video game style sci-fi out of this world type stuff or horror that's like really you know psychological thrillers horrors things like that and video game nerdy type shit space 
Actually, no, that's a lie. I love documentaries. Like nature documentaries. Oh my God. That's addicting. Those are good. So good. Food documentaries. I'm not the biggest food oh. documentary. Have you seen Hero Dreams of Sushi? Yes. It is like the most inspiring movie or the documentary. It's crazy. It's so good. <laughs> like I like food documentaries, but they have to be like on that kind of level we're talking like it's but yeah, that's a that is an amazing documentary. Uh, Anthony Bourdain always loved his stuff. Yeah, he was everything good. he did was amazing. He was good. So that was a good conversation street uh, for you listeners. I have a chat. <laughs> See, I messed that up. Don't copyright me, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to delete that from our. Uh, you should just dub over. You should just dub over um, like Jeremy Clarkson or something cussing over when I said that. Sometimes but, uh, my genius is frightening. <laughs> that show is so ridiculous. Top Gear um, or their newer show, Grand, uh, Tour. Grand Tour. Yeah. Hilarious. Such good watch. But I have a challenge for you guys. Since I have claimed that I am not a big cartoony style type person, I want you guys to give us some uh, recommendations for a cartoon style video game that you think that we will possibly like. And if I find something good on there, I will purchase it, play it, and maybe even stream it. I have two in my, my library that you might like. Uh, Jamie, this is for the viewers, damn it. Uh, am I not a viewer? Am I not a viewing you am right I, now? Am I not in the viewing window? Exactly. Uh, what is it? Uh, Moonlighter. It's a super fun one. It's a kind of isometric dungeon crawler but it's also a uh, shop simulator. So you run a item shop in a fantasy world, and then at the same time, you go into the dungeon to find items to sell at your shop. And you know it's all about managing your shop, setting the right prices, and beating supply and demand, growing the shop. Dungeon gets harder as well, super fun. And then I've got a new game uh, that I haven't played yet, but I want to, called uh, Children of Mora. Mora? That should be pretty fun. And I got Blasphemous, which should be pretty fun. Children of Mora is very much like uh, Diablo. But I don't know how you feel about Diablo. I played Diablo before. It was decent fun. I don't know if it's necessarily my game style, but I had fun playing it. Uh, Diablo 3. Okay. I did more of a co-op, so I think that's what ended up drawing me to it, is being able to play with you know a party of three. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think I would have picked it up and played it solo. Oh, I only played it with other people, too. Yeah. One of those kinds of games. So that is it for this week. Upcoming news. We're always working on bonus episodes. And it's just trying to find like a good time to drop them as well. And we're also trying to like gauge, uh, you know, how many listens we're getting, you know, per week. And that fluctuates and whatnot, especially on weeks where we, you know, release late and that kind of stuff. So, um you know, just always keep keep an eye out for those. We we do have some kind of ready to drop. We're just again trying to find the right time. So uh what else? What else? What else? Uh website is uh it's going. It's it's going. Uh if you read the update that I posted on Patreon last week on friday you should go and read it it's visible to everybody you can find it on our twitter if need be or on our discord and uh or if you go to patreon just search uh i think it's going to be goose cat productions making a weekly gaming podcast is what it has us listed as so um i did temporarily break the website for a day last week but i managed to fix it while trying to get help from tech support so i'm back into it working on it um yeah it's 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 going i don't know i'm trying to get it done as quickly as possible but the biggest thing like when it comes to the podcast and stuff is that brennan and i both have like lives that you know our day like starts very early in the morning and it ends late in the evening and so all the podcast related stuff happens, you know, after that. 
And, you know, most of the time, you know, we like to relax in the evening. So we're not going to be like, you know, oh, you know, I had a long 12 hour day. Let me go sit down and work on this bullshit website for, you know, and have tech issues and get all pissed, you know, for four hours before I go to bed and do it all over the next day. So it's going. Uh, we obviously have to get a we need to set up some sort of P.O. box because I don't want to be sending my address to you fuckers. I don't trust any of you. You're none all, of you. None of you. I don't even trust Brenna with my address. Even though I have it and several logins. Yes, but you can't even figure it out sometimes. You still have to put it into your directions every time you visit. Uh, thank you very much. It's called Traffic and Ways. I 100% bet if I took your phone or deleted my address out of your phone, you would not be able to find my house. I find your house, okay? I know I can find your house. I'm trying to think of the name right now. Don't say the name on air, please. <laughs> uh, so we're trying to set up a P.O. box. Uh, so we're working all that out. It's pretty, depending on, we don't know if we're going to go with post office or like UPS, but it's like 200 bucks for a year. So we need to get that squared away before we can launch the website or the merch store because that address will be on literally everything, which will be kind of cool because it'll allow you guys to send us stuff as well. Uh, as far as the YouTube goes, uh, as you notice, we haven't really posted anything on that in months. So it's probably going to continue to stay like that until we get kind of the website and the merch and the Patreon all kind of settled. And then we'll start working on it again. Uh, a lot of it's a time issue. We have to have time to post stuff. Um, but we do have a bunch of content that we can edit and post uh the video podcasts i just they're just not going to happen um as is evident from this video you know or from this episode you know what you see or what you hear from us in terms of quality is usually better than the quality that brenna and i experience when we're recording and we're trying to record so you know we don't want to put that out there for you guys if we can't provide you with a you know, a decent, you know, thing. And we, we don't even like recording when the internet shit, but sometimes, you know, we just have to try and find a good time because there isn't always a good time. And I just have to make the best of the bad situation. So, um, you know, expect the YouTube to start showing more stuff in the coming months uh, as we get more time and content. Um, we are streaming though, at least every Friday right now. Uh, next Friday, we obviously won't be streaming because I'll be in Vegas, or maybe we will. Haven't decided yet. Uh, but don't, we'll, we'll say tentatively no. Uh, but then we should be back to the normal Friday schedules. And then last thing, you know, continue to share the podcast with everyone else. We're trying to reach that 10,000 listens. Um, we do plan to have like some sort of transparency page on our website when it gets up. So where we'll track like, listens and we'll track a whole bunch of other stuff so you guys can see like what's going down with the show so as always thank you all for listening we had a great stream this week we had great uh we had great statistics on the podcast this week so that was always makes us feel good uh because we like doing this no matter what but it's always good to see the numbers reflect that and uh those of you that support us on patreon Thank you very much. And we have a new Patreon this week that we are happy to announce. So thank you, Patches Play Games, Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, and our newest Patreon who joined at the $20 level, Cyber Shorty. Thank you very much. Welcome to the flock. Brenda, you going to say thank you to our listeners? Uh, I was waiting for your long-ass rant to be done. It was done. Did you not hear my dramatic pause before I yelled at you? I do that quite often when we're talking about these things. And then we'll start up again and not like ask because I'm interrupting you. Yeah. Why do you interrupt me? So rude. Do not speak, imbecile. Thank you so much, Cyber Shorty. Welcome to the flock. Yes. And uh, as always, you can find the podcast on your preferred listening platform. We should be on all of them. Subscribe and or follow there. And if you haven't yet, drop a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, because that is where most of the 
big podcast statistics pull from. It's where we get the most attention. So we'd really appreciate a review from you guys. I'm once again asking for your support. Uh, 25th review wins a prize. And you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DL Gaming News. And you can follow myself on Instagram at DL underscore Jameson. Me at DL underscore Mother Goose. Yes. And uh, that is it for this week. What are you doing with your head? I'm bopping around because I'm getting bored. <sighs> bored? You cannot be bored when we're recording. This is exciting. This is exhilarating. Really want you to like hit your microphone when you're I, doing. I I know I was moving around. I was bopping around my microphone quite a bit, and I swear if Jamie ever uploads these videos, you guys are gonna laugh. But that's right. Eventually, maybe one day. Maybe one day, when I have four hours to sit and let it upload. Jesus Christ, so dumb. Or you could just bring your tower over here, and then I could do it on my computer. It would take no time. I don't think so. But that's it for this week, everybody. Remember, it's just a game. Good luck, have fun. And remember, keep the goose loose. The definition of a cryptid is an animal that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. As we binged our favorite Netflix series and slayed our toughest bosses in a video game, we began to wonder about these creatures that appeared and stoked our imagination. What was the inspiration for the Demogorgon or the Dementor? Well, my name is Dave, and with my co-host Austin, we bring you the Cryptocast. Every other Wednesday, we will bring you some information about our favorite modern cryptid. From TV to movies to video games, we explore nerd culture through the lens of extensively suspicious knowledge in cryptozoology. Find us on your favorite podcast service under the name The Cryptocast. Follow us on social media at the underscore cryptid cast. Come join the growing community of cryptomania. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from robots radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of Cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.